Assalamu alaikum guys. Welcome back. We missed you all so much. Welcome back guys. This is our third episode, which is crazy. Like I can't believe we've gotten It's been going good so far. Yeah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Um just before we did begin with the episode, we just like to announce that this podcast is now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so it's way more accessible for you to listen to than you just listening to it on YouTube. Um, and with that being said, share it, guys. Please do your best to spread the word. Today's episode is advice to our yourselves, dear young me. Honestly, this episode, the inspiration of it was really just past regrets, and especially with Ramadan, I feel like I use so much of my time to just reflect and almost reminisce, right? And I just kind of want to like, I thought about it, and I was like, what would I change? If I could do something if you different. you could do it again. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't talk about this before we started brainstorming for this idea, but there is no kind of age that we gouged. This is just our younger selves, period. Like, we could be talking to five-year-old us or 14-year-old us. Because, Even, like, me two weeks ago. Yeah, literally me, like, a year ago. Like, there are regrets, obviously. Not regrets. I wouldn't say regrets, but things that we would do differently, um, or just things with I just wish that things I just wish that someone had told me. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, one thing that I wish that someone had definitely told me was learn hijab, right? Like I am a hijabi, obviously, right? Like it's such a big part of my identity now, right? But I started wearing it when I was in grade six, right? So I was what like twelve maybe, mm-hmm. right? And it was just kind of like. I got my period and I was like, okay, like now I know that I need to start wearing hijab, right? But that was it. It was just like, I knew I had to do it. So I put it on, right? And I didn't even know like the true value of it or what it was, right? Because hijab encompasses so many things. It's morals, the way you carry yourself, the clothes you wear, right? The way you represent it is such a big thing. And I feel like I really didn't know that. And again, like, things do come with experience, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you kind of, like, learn as you go. But I really didn't feel like that, right? Like, now I feel, without my hijab, I feel naked, literally. Exactly. Like, it's such a big part of who I am. But I literally remember I wore it from grade 6 to 8, right? And it was Islamic school, right? Mm -hmm. But that's going to be a whole other Other, other topic. Other episode. Right? And I felt like everyone around me wore it. But then when I was going to high school... I was like, hmm, like, do I really want to go into high school with my hijab? Like, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want it to, like, hold me back. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I remember thinking that, and I just wish someone had been, like, I'd learned the value of it so much earlier. Mm-hmm. But I want, like, I don't want you to beat yourself up for it, because at that age, I don't think anybody's priority, which is sad, but, like, at such a young age, like, grade six, nobody's priority is, like... Let me learn the meanings behind the hijab so that it's more important for me. I think us just putting it on in this Western society was already our step. Like, it was hard enough putting it on, let alone going to public school with it, Mm. and let alone understanding the meaning and really resonating with it. Like, it was hard for us to come to terms with the, the discipline behind it. But with, like you said, with experience we learned why it's important for us to wear the hijab and how many things it's protected us from and how it represents us. So it's not, 
I feel like you shouldn't take it as just a regret. It's definitely a learning opportunity. But yeah, if we could go back and just talk to our younger selves and be like, this is not just a piece of cloth you're wrapping around your head. Like, number one, you are going to be seen differently by every single person you meet. That's so true. Muslim or not Muslim, because Muslims are going to have a certain judgment on who you, you are wearing the hijab, the way you wear your hijab, the colors you wear, the style the material, all of that. And non-Muslims are going to see you as, you know, a practicing Muslim, a conservative Muslim, whatever it is. So I think that that, yeah. Especially, I feel like the thing was that I was wearing hijab and obviously when someone sees a hijabi, right, they know that you're a practicing Muslim. And there was certain times where like my language or who I was around or what I was wearing wasn't necessarily... Aligning. Yeah, it wasn't like aligning and it wasn't representing islam how Mm -hmm. i wanted to portray it right so like for me it's kind of like what if someone that was a representation someone had seen and they got a bad reputation of it right Mm -hmm. and like yeah of course i can't beat myself up over it because it's in the past now right Mm -hmm. but i wish that someone especially being an islamic so i i really wish that someone had just been like you know hijab is so much more than a piece of cloth Mm -hmm. right and someone had just genuinely like the the real meaning of it Mm -hmm. i wish someone had just taught me that because also your actions reflect your external you know presence like you wearing the hijab and then going around and like let's say you're vaping or you're hanging out with boys or you're swearing obviously no hijabi is perfect but it also represents the hijab in an immoral way because that's not what the hijab stands for if you're going to wear it you should respect it you should respect the 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 teachings behind wearing it in the first place so that makes sense for you to say like i wish i talked to my younger self being like This is the importance of you wearing it. This is why we wear it as Muslims and so on. And I think like, I like now I'm 18, right? And I've like grasped what it means. I've learned how to like act accordingly. I've learned how to just kind of calibrate myself around my hijab, right? But at the same time, I think that if I was if I had been able to do this when I was younger, it would have brought me so much closer to my dean so much earlier, Mm -hmm. right? Which I really would have benefited from. Mm Right, like I'm like now I'm close to my dean, but I wish that I had gained that knowledge and that strength earlier. earlier. You would have been ahead, but it's better than nothing. it's better than never. It's, it's better than never achieving it. Yeah. So, so what do you think? Um, you learned about your hijab, like positively. Like, what has the hijab impacted you positively on? I think it's really made me like, I've like of course with the hijab you can express yourself mm-hmm. right but i've found out how to express myself through like what i say and what i do and just kind of show my character right because it obviously it makes you brush up on your character mm-hmm. so much more especially like after during covid and stuff the more you learn about it mm-hmm. right you're like oh like people do see hijabis in a negative way mm-hmm. right and then you're like okay but i can't let them mm-hmm. i can't let them see you us prove in them a, wrong. exactly yeah. it's like this i need to prove them wrong yeah. right so you're just so much nicer to everyone mm-hmm. you see and i think that that thing even though the right thing didn't push me to it mm-hmm. i think i got the right result yeah, that's true that's true that's a good outcome of exactly you know, yeah being put on i feel like also the hijab teaches us during those critical eight that that critical age like being in your like pu- prepubescent to like, like you're full of hormones time, like disgusting. they're you can literally smell them oozing Ugh, out of you ew <laughs> ew but yeah like at that age i feel like we were all really insecure already like i don't know what was in the air but 
everybody in their like early teen age was insecure with themselves in every single way and then putting on the hijab on top of that like covering what society would deem beautiful um it makes it harder but then also you see how certain people respect it like respect Mm, the way that you wear the hijab in such a hard like environment to be wearing the hijab and that makes you motivated to wear it more when people are like wow you're hijabi at a young age and like you stick by it and all your friends are non-hijabis all your friends are non-muslim like you're sticking by the hijab it also gives you a certain status of respect i feel you know one thing that really helped me with wearing hijab is was honestly our friendship mm-hmm. i'm gonna be so honest like SS- oh my goodness this is gonna make me cringe so hard but when we were in like grade seven and eight and we'd wear our patterned hijabs uh, with our like six dollar our six dollar ardeen <laughs> patterned leggings Ew, with another pattern dr- tunic <laughs> dress or we'd wear like jeans and a dress yeah cardigans and, and tunics exactly. and like a jean Flats. jacket on top with our glasses uh, and our crooked teeth oh, oh we were so i i knew me and you yeah. we were the baddest on the block exactly. i don't care we were the bad in the as neighborhood long, ask about us as long I as i had you by us. my side i didn't yeah. care what anybody thought of my hijab and i feel like that's why i'm so obviously grateful for our friendship because i know a lot of hijabis that struggled putting it on like i know my i know some of my friends don't even have like hijabi moms or hijabi oh, yeah. siblings like that is a way harder environment to put the hijab on because you're the only person even surrounded by muslims you're the only one um but alhamdulillah we had our friendship to like we could relate on the fact that you know hijab was hard wearing at that age especially us going into like grade nine grade 10 it was hard wearing the hijab but um we had each other to basically we were we're like two people we're like one person, but two people. That's literally what it is. It's, so we're experiencing the same thing. We look the same, whatever. Um, my, I feel like one of my greatest advice that I would give my younger self is that discipline is not always harmful and that there's actually, you know, a sense of like safety that goes into the principle of discipline. Um, at a young age, like I felt like rules were meant to constrict me even with things like hijab like i obviously i didn't understand it at that point as well as i do now but i was just like i don't understand what i have to cover my beauty like i'll do it i will do it but why right like why can't i just look like everybody else or like things like me and khadija did not even have electronics till like the eighth grade and i remember severely begging my parents for like an ipod like an iPod touch, like, you know, the little colored ones. Like, we begged our parents for that. Um, even socials, like, we did not have social media. I did not even have social media until, like, grade 11. Um, and obviously, at that point, when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, my God, there's so many rules, like, ugh. But now, looking back, like, discipline had so much wisdom to it. My parents, like, genuinely thought out that rule because I would not want my kids in the future inshallah to have social media or to have access to a phone at that age because me and Khalidja have made so many memories because of our lack of entertainment like we were not allowed to sit all day and watch movies and be on our phones so we were out in the park every day during Ramadan we were outside in the sun 
all oh day. Like, I remember it would be like, I'd get to your house and I'd be like, I, I have to get home right before iftar. I have to go and help my mom. And I'd like run home, go help my mom, eat iftar, and then right run, after run I'd back. be back at your house. We'd be right, like genuinely, I'm not even kidding, we'd spend 13, 14 hours easily with oh, each other. Man. We were outside like in the sun we'd come back with crazy tans but it's because we had no other way of entertaining ourselves so we created great memories from it and we would not be able to make those memories if we had ipods that we were just sitting on all day together like obviously we do and we also skipped this cringy phase like we do not have that many photos where we're like oh my god we look crazy because we kind of just forgot about how we used to dress back then but imagine like our little sisters now they do have electronics and whatever they're taking photos all the time imagine them 10 years down the line looking back like oh my god why did i wear that thank god we looks like out of sight out of mind inshallah i live to see that moment where she where she recognizes (laughs) everything i told her and I feel like discipline also, like, even, like, the way our parents discipline us, but even beyond that, right, like, even Islamic discipline, right, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like, ha- avoid harm relationships, like, you know, even, like, the small things, yeah. right, you're like, oh, my goodness, like, why is it so bad to yeah. have friends who are guys, like, yeah. why is it, why do I have to, why can't I laugh with them, why can't I hang out with them, yeah. they're friends, they're even friends. Even with laughing, yeah, right? even with laughing. Yeah, dude. like, all of those things, and then when you, as you get older, you're like, now I now I get it, yeah. right? Like, everything in Islam has a reason. Everything has a reason. Even, like, me and Khalija both went to Islamic school, so there were things that they were, like, super strict on. Like, even wearing makeup to school, we were not allowed to wear makeup. And I would not want my kid in the future to wear makeup to school. Why? Because at that age, you should be used to your natural beauty. You should not be caking your face up to the point where you don't even recognize yourself, to the point where you have insecurities about yourself. Like, there's so many things that come with Islam that's like, you should not do because it harms you for your future self. Like, everything that we grew up constraint it was i don't even think we had too strict of parents like yeah. it wasn't that we were not allowed I think to it was do reasonable it i was think reasonable. we just we just struggled to understand the reasoning yeah we struggled. You know? and also it was just like obviously our parents are first first generation so to them it's just like well just don't do it but to us it's like why right like why can't i have a boyfriend why can't i you know post on social media why can't i do this why can't i do that and then now looking back i'm like alhamdulillah that you know it went that way and that we got all the opportunities Mm -hmm. we got to you know make memories together still my next piece of advice for my younger self would be to get comfortable i cannot even explain the amount of time i have felt i've spent just feeling like uncomfortable in so many different ways whether that be like in my body, in my hijab, with my dean, right? In, like, just social situations. Like, I felt like I always stuck out, mm-hmm. right? Like, being taller, being a hijabi, mm-hmm. you know? All these different things. I just felt like I spent so long being uncomfortable that I missed out on things, you mm-hmm. know? Like, going out to, like, the beach or something, right? With my parents and stuff. And I just be like, oh, like, I don't want to get in the water in my burkini, yeah. right? Like, it was just like... Why did I do that when I could have just been out there enjoying yeah. the sun, enjoying the water? Because it right? doesn't matter, really. Like nobody's, nobody's, yeah, am nobody's I, how am I going to see these? When am I going to see these people yeah. again? 
Right? I'm never so going to see in them Canada, again. Everybody's in burkinis. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Every other person is wearing yeah, one. Exactly. But then, like, I just spent, spent so long being uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? And then again, it ties back to my hijab, right? Like, I spent so long being uncomfortable with my hijab, right? Yeah. And in my dean, too, it was just like, well, like, no one else is thinking about this on yeah. the daily, right? Why should I have to think about it? Why should, like, people, like, see me as, like, so religious and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. I spent so long doing that. And it it genuinely held me back, mm-hmm. right? These are just things that I wish that I'd learned because you're going to always be uncomfortable in life, yeah. right? You're never going to be in a situation where you're always comfortable. Yeah. And if you are, you're not growing. And you're also not meant to fit in in every situation. Exactly. Like, like us, obviously, I'm just going to use hijab in school setting. Like we went to a school where obviously there's Muslims, but people's perception of islam was like oh she's a hijabi means she's super religious she doesn't like to have fun she doesn't like to do this do that but like like we talked about before you you could prove that to them and be like i like to have fun as long as halal fun yeah exactly i like to have fun too but like we were super uncomfortable with it we didn't even know what the limits were we were just kind of like you know what just opt out of everything because i don't think it's meant for me but obviously like that's not how hijab works that's not how it works in general and also you you brought up like being taller yeah like yeah oh my goodness the amount of okay finding an abaya that's long enough for you (laughs) finding a dress that's long enough for you finding something that doesn't necessarily like hug you in ways like that right and just like being comfortable in your body right Mm -hmm. especially as a hijabi it's like yeah i can't show my body off right but then at the same time especially like i feel like Especially when we got social media, mm-hmm. right? You're exposed to so much mm-hmm. all at once, right? You're like, oh, you have to have an hourglass, but you can't be too skinny, but you can't be too fat, you right? Have to be like you have to be like and whatever. Yeah, like, you have to be like slim thick, you yeah. know, but not too much, yeah. right? You can't be like too slim thick, yeah. like you know. You just have but to it's just be like, perfect. It's things like that where it's like, oh my god, like I I don't fit that, yeah. right? But it's like just get comfortable being uncomfortable because what are you gonna do spend my i'm not gonna spend my whole life worrying Mm -hmm. about that and being uncomfortable and also i feel like even with like people that are older than us you know just perceiving somebody as taller it automatically meant you were skinnier just because your body's more stretched out and whatever so like all these random older aunties would be like you're so skinny you're like a twig blah blah blah. but i know my body i know that i'm not skinny it's just the way that it looks because i am taller so it's stretched out you know but if i was like a regular height then i would just be normal and with the height thing the amount of times aunties be like how are we gonna find a man for you you're so tall they're never gonna be taller than you like like you're gonna have to carry him on your hip. <laughs> you are you telling me? Are you telling me there's no man? On your wedding day. Are you telling me there's no man out there taller than five nine? Yeah. Are you like, telling me there's not a single one? They all know that their sons are short. That's why. Uh. Um. Yeah, being tall. That's a. Whole, that should be a whole other. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a whole other episode. But yeah, like even wearing the hijab as a as a as a taller girl, um, it's harder because things look more tight and like immodest on and i feel like you already girls. stick out because you're you tall stick out, and then on top of that you're hijabi outfit, yeah the whole outfit just that's why i feel like models obviously model when they're taller because the the outfits look better on them and they're more prominent but that doesn't always like that's not a good thing for i know hijabis, it's, it's we a don't very difficult thing to like under yeah understand and like kind of navigate 
So my next one would be the best revenge is no revenge. And this is something that Ooh, I learned. I love that one. Yeah, this is something oh, that I, I learned it. recently, actually. Like, I would say just a couple months ago. But this could definitely be a lesson for, like, 13-year-old me as well. Um, sometimes, guys, quiet is good. Silence is good. Because, obviously, as Muslims, we know Allah will compensate us no matter what. If somebody does you wrong, you are going to be compensated for it. You cannot be the one to go out and seek revenge. You know, like, it's going to make you feel good just in the moment. And then afterwards, you're going to be like, okay, well, it's equal now. Because they, I basically stooped down to their level. Whatever this person did to you, you stooped down to their level. And now you're equally as, you know, in... That's what I feel like I kind of took it as. But now looking back, like there has been so many scandals or dramas or whatever it is where I could have just stayed silent and just taken it and let Allah handle, you know, the other person's consequences of their actions. But instead, I would go out and seek like, oh, let me have the, the last word. Let me have the upper hand, whatever it is. And now I'm just like, you know what? quiet is good and the truth always prevails it always comes out and people who do time. you wrong will always come back they will always come and apologize because their guilt is only going to be erased when you seek revenge on them and if you don't then they're gonna feel guilty in their conscience, and they're already gonna come and apologize for whatever they did and Allah knows. Like, Allah yeah. knows what I do. Allah knows what you do. Allah knows the truth, right? And Allah knows more than just the situation that happened. Allah knows the feelings that came, that arose from that, you know? Like, if you, if somebody said something to you or hurt you or called you something or, you know, misused your trust or whatever it is, Allah knows what feelings you went through in the middle of the night when nobody was watching Allah watched you cry Allah watched you deal with that pain and Allah's gonna reward you for letting him take care of it like having that tawakkul and just being like you know what he's gonna take care of it but when Allah sees you hurt and then you go out and hurt that person even more then what makes you any better I remember so many times in high school, like obviously mean girls, whatever it is, but they'd say something about me or, you know, do something about, do something to me to hurt me. And instead of just being like, you know what, I know this is not true about me or, you know what, I'm just going to ignore them. I have my own friends. I would go and hurt them back. I would either yell at them or send them a nasty text, like, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. Now, if somebody disrespects me i know that that person knows it's disrespectful and i will just be like you know what we're not good we're not on good terms but allah is going to deal with you i'm not going to be the one to be petty and send you a long paragraph it's talking about, about, about how choosing what to put your energy yeah. into right like putting your energy into these is going to be so draining right putting your energy into the wrong people mm -hmm. trying to prove the truth or trying to prove your side of the story it's not worth it because who they're not gonna believe you it is rare that you're gonna go to someone and be like hey this is my side of the story and like oh yeah you know what your side of the yeah. story is right that you makes know like sense. yeah like, <laughs> like who's gonna do that right you're yeah. gonna sit there and argue with them yeah. back and forth back and forth right you're gonna go over the facts who said what right it just it doesn't work it's not worth it 
And also, I feel like you should never explain to someone why their disrespect is disrespectful to you. Because that they know facts. that it's disrespectful. You don't have to sit there and write essay paragraphs about how it's disrespectful and how it disrespected you because they know it's disrespectful. You don't need to explain that. So you having the upper hand in the situation, if somebody disrespects you, that's it. You cut ties. The thing is, when you like when you don't feed into people like that, mm-hmm. they try so much harder to get at you. Yeah. Like, oh, really? You're not going to say anything? That's yeah. how you know I'm right. That's how you know I'm right. Because you know that you're wrong, so you're not they saying wanna, anything. They want to get something They will out of you. dig at you so much. Yeah. And it's all about keeping your strength mm-hmm. and protecting your peace. I'm, it literally choose peace. Yeah, you know you're better without them. You know, you know you're more at peace without them. It's quieter without them. Again, quiet is good. You don't want drama in your life. Like, drama's fun when you're not the one being hurt. But in the long run, drama literally has no benefit to anybody. It's better for you. And it makes you seem more mature. When you step away from a situation, you're like, you know what? I don't even want to deal with this. Like, you can think what you want. You can say what you want. Allah's gonna deal with you you know it makes you seem more mature because you're not sitting there tapping your thumbs at a screen or yelling at somebody when you go out to get revenge or you know even just kind of like eye for an eye right yeah retribution you're gonna like it's very difficult to stop yourself at one point Mm -hmm. and you're gonna cross the line and get sins and even like make the situation worse for yourself who who knows if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was going to you know just give you rewards for your silence but you crossing a line could cause you to get more sins than the person who like, hurt you in the, the first the, place it literally reminds me you know that one story where the prophet wasalam, he would walk past he would walk to the masjid in the back every day right and that one lady would throw garbage on him yeah yeah right and he would just like he wouldn't say anything mm-hmm. right he would just go and the one day that she didn't right he went up and he like checked on her and stuff right <laughs> It was just, Why didn't you throw garbage at me today? I know. It's just like, it's just like he didn't say anything, yeah. right? No revenge, And he's right? the prophet of Allah. Exactly. Like, he could, you know... If he can keep his calm and, like, composure... Yeah. When someone's throwing garbage on him, right? On his path to and from the masjid, mm-hmm. right? Then who do we think we are yeah. to go out and, like, get our dues paid? Mm-hmm. I also think it ties into, you know, our last episode when we talked about sabr. Like, just having that patience with people. Trusting the process with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Trusting that Allah sees and He knows what you're going through. 100%. It's going to give you so much peace of mind. Like, you could walk through, you know, any obstacle in life and you're going to be totally good. The next piece of advice that I would give my younger self or our younger selves... Mm-hmm is that western culture is not our culture it's not made for us we are not western so to inherit and inhabit their culture it shouldn't necessarily appeal to us right like halloween christmas easter right that you see everyone Mm. like oh here's my christmas haul you know and you and i i remember like i used to watch those repeatedly Mm -hmm. when i was like 10 on youtube yeah right and be like mama why don't you get us like why don't you get us christmas presents why don't you get us christmas presents right and you just feel so left out Mm -hmm. and you're like that's that's not my culture why should i feel like i need to indulge in that Mm -hmm. to live a fulfilling life even i remember like 
when I was younger, I asked my mom if we could buy a crescent moon for Eid and put presents under it like it was Christmas. Oh I got to that point and my mom was like, we are not, you know, non-Muslim for us to do that. We don't celebrate Christmas. Like I was like, okay, but it's not Christmas, it's Eid. Like, why can't we just have presents under a crescent moon? You know, Or like um, not going trick-or-treating. Yeah, you know, like you feel so left out. Everyone like is eating their candy yeah. the next day and you're like... Yeah. where's my candy yeah. where's I my remember share? even like with public school we would write valentine valentine day cards we were like grade four and yeah. we were writing it to whoever like anybody in the class what business did i have at the yeah. age of nine writing a valentine's exactly. day card or you know at our public school you could go and like send a lollipop to somebody oh in yeah class and it was like a valentine and i remember like i would never get valentine's um, oh my god, I feel, I'd feel so bad every time they'd like come to the class and distribute them and I'd get none and I'd just yeah, kind of sit there. Exactly. And the teacher would have to give me one of hers. That <laughs> made me like, feel, who is going to send it to us? That literally made me feel like such a loser. Yeah. And that's another oh thing god. that like we felt left out in, but <laughs> it's, it's not our culture and we need to remember that number one, we came from a totally different culture, you know, mm, not even yes. just, not even, put aside like our ethnicity and our backgrounds. Just Islamic culture, that's totally different. And we should not assume that everybody in the world has the same culture, even though we grew up and we, we liked it, you know, like seeing everybody at school. I remember I wanted to change my name. Like I wanted to have a white name because that to me just seemed like perfect. I wanted to have a YouTube channel. I wanted to do this, do that, because I thought that that culture was cool, but that should not appeal to me. I remember even when we used to like play our little games, we'd always change our names yeah right like i'd be like jennifer i was like Alyssa and like why why did we that's it that was another thing like get comfortable right why did i feel so uncomfortable with my name yeah right my name is so it's so sacred yeah right and then i'm out here wanting to be jennifer yeah. Like, <laughs> like your name. What your name is Khadija. Like one of the most important women in Islam. Exactly. You know, like but no, it, I want to be Jennifer. Yeah, my name is Ayat. Like Ayat of the Quran, miracles sent down from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and I want it to be Alyssa. It just like, doesn't. No, nothing wrong with being named Alyssa, obviously. Or but, Jennifer. Or Jennifer, <laughs> but like, that's how you know that this like this culture just seemed so interesting to us. And we just wanted to it's indulge the, it's in it. All, it's all that we consume, right? Yeah. Like the TV shows we watch as kids, the YouTube videos we watch, right? The mm-hmm. people around us. It's all that you see around you and that you consume. And you're like, I guess like as kids, we wondered why we were so different or why yeah. we should be different. Or how to work towards not being different. You know, like I remember for the longest time, I wanted to dye my hair blonde. Why do you think I wanted to dye my hair blonde? Like, do you think that that just appealed to me and in the fourth grade? No, because all my friends were blonde. All my friends had blue eyes. I wanted colored eyes so bad. I was like, the minute I get into high school, I'm buying colored contacts and I'm putting. Oh my them god, in. I remember that. I literally used to feel the same way, even in like elementary school. Like when it'd be really hot during the summer, she'd be like, "Oh, make sure to dress appropriately, right?" My mom would put me in like a nice floral dress. I'd be like, "No, I want to wear a tank top and shorts." Yeah. And she'd be like, "No, like we don't yeah. wear that." And I'd be like, "No, I need to wear a tank top and shorts." Mm-hmm. Right? And it was just, like, to the point where why did I feel like, in elementary school, why did I feel like I needed to do that? Why did you need to sexualize yourself? Exactly. At that, at that at such a Wear young age. Wear less clothes. Um, and that's also something that ties in with, like, discipline. It's wisdom. Like, protecting ourselves, protecting our bodies at that young age. Because you never know who could take advantage of you. Who could be, you know, an elder person. And who, it, may, it may seem like, oh, but... 
you were so young like who want to take advantage of you the people in the some of the teachers in these schools they are not professional they cannot be trusted yeah right like it's not even about like oh but there's certifications but background checks police checks human beings at the end of the day yeah like even if it's not all men you need to be careful of all men because it's a risk and this is obviously not to do like obviously you're not going to be like oh i'm not going to dress my daughter in this because um because you know your clothes will define whether you're sexually assaulted or not but also going that extra length like i was talking about this with my friend yesterday going that extra length just to protect just in case like people who post their children on social media wearing certain outfits like why are you even posting your knowing that there are weirdos and creeps on the internet why aren't you wanting to protect your child? Those types of accounts are so unsettling. Yeah. That's a whole other, other. <laughs> that's a whole other thing for another day. Um, my piece of advice would be to work for your future self. Because I'm future Ayat right now. Well, I'm present Ayat, but to past Ayat, I'm future Ayat, if that makes sense. It does, um, it does. Don't <laughs> I remember, like, even things with, like, homework whatever it is it all is going to get you to where you are now every single move and action you did back then got you where you are right now so i wish that i was more aware of my future self and just not you know putting as much burden on her i even just with my last year of high school i remember i was just like so tired my mental health was really bad so i was like I'll just let future Ayat deal with all the schoolwork. And I, I, I did end up dealing with it. But I just wish that I had that, like, self-discipline in a way to, like, look out for my future self. Like, oh, no, I don't want to do this later on. I don't have to worry about this later on. Um, and I'm just going to figure it out now. And I feel like one of the steps that I took to ensure that that is a habit that I instill is, like, I applied for a credit card. You know, I got a credit card. I start working on my credit now. So that my future self doesn't have to worry about it. Or other things like savings. Like, you know, I work two jobs now. And Khalid is also working. So us just being saving and, like, whatever it is, it is going to help our future selves. And then also with Islam. Like, just trying to accumulate as many deeds as you can is going to help your future self when you are being judged on the day of judgment. Like, just being aware of your future self. Knowing that at some point you're going to have to deal with the actions you are putting her through that makes sense or him if you're a guy listening to this or him i think like all of these pieces of advice that we're giving our younger selves our past selves they're subjective to an extent Mm -hmm. right and at the end of the day experience right you can tell someone something a million times but they will not listen until they experience it for themselves right so this is all very much like well, if my younger self decided to listen, yeah, right, that's true. then because I there definitely has been someone who's like, like my parents are definitely like, oh, these rules are meant like for your safety, yeah. right? And I was like, yeah, yeah sure. sure. Like, <laughs> what type of like, safety? I one time me and Khadija begged our parents to walk to school together. Oh, I remember the story. We almost got hit with a bus. I remember some bus driver <laughs> honked at me, and so the next day I told my mom and I asked dad was driving on the road like really slow right like Behind the pace us. that we were walking right <laughs> just beside us the entire time and me and i were like we're so cool we're yeah. walking to school like it was so funny but that's how you know that like 
They cared like, for yeah, us. They wanted to protect us, but some things we just were like, no, we want to walk to school. Our school was not far at all. It was like a two-minute drive. We were like, we want to walk to school. And I'm, kid you not, we almost got hit by a bus. And yeah, so that was to protect us. Um, but that's what I'm saying is that like, even if we were to tell our younger selves like, oh no, hijab is for protection. I know, I'd be like, I'd, I'd be like, like yo, okay, don't. Don't tell right me this right now. now. Like, I'm 12. Yeah, what are you? Exactly. What are you telling me about? I don't want to be right protected. Like, again, it's all sub. Like it's all very subjective. Yeah. Right. But if my younger self were to listen and <laughs> actually are... take these pieces of advice, I think my life would be a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> a lot easier. But alhamdulillah for everything. You know, we we have. I'm very happy with where we're at right now, and I'm happy with the awareness that we have of our religion and of ourselves. I'm glad that we learned it. But we still have a lot more to learn. I know. A lot more. Like, who knows our future selves are listening to this now and like, they were so naive. I know, right? They didn't know anything. Uh, like, I'm saying right now, oh, my future kids, yeah, they're gonna do this and this and that. But who's to know I don't change my mind in the next anyway, five years, ten years? Give them a phone at the age of six. Yeah, absolutely not. Actually, I'm very against that idea. Yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in this was such a great episode to film we always have so much fun doing these and make sure to tune in to our next one and follow our instagram shifa podcast s-h-i-f-a-a podcast make sure to like and subscribe and also just like the podcast on both spotify and apple Podcasts. it's in our link tree in our bio on our instagram and we'll see you guys next week, inshallah, because we will be posting throughout Ramadan. Inshallah. Have a good Ramadan, guys. Assalamu alaikum.